you enter into the dream world in awareness of what you're going to expect or how it's most likely to turn out. In my experience, I found intention very important when it comes to dreams. Mm. You have to be intentional that I'm going to remember what I'm about to go through. Welcome back. This is episode 7 of Umoya on African Spirituality, hosted by me, Atambila Masola. And me, Melissa Tando Bongela. The whole concept of the show is about reigniting and understanding African spirituality in the 21st century. We seek to walk this journey with young and elderly people alike, where we become a nexus whereby Singabandu we can inquire together. We've identified people from different fields to talk about how spirituality feeds into their daily lives, be they musicians, healers, teachers, scientists, artists, and activists. In this episode, we explore the world of dreams. The topic came about as a result of a private conversation with one of our guests, Tandile Makuluma. While dreams are deeply personal, they have implications for our spiritual growth and how we navigate the world while we are awake. This is a conversation amongst friends. We interview P. Pacific Kabalera Uwase, Tandile Makuluma and Mpoma Kanya, a healer whom we spoke to in a previous episode. Tandile and P. Pacific share their personal stories about the impact that the dream world has had on their spiritual identity and Mpoma shares some insights about how we can become better custodians of our dreams. Thank you everyone for your time. Um, we're so excited about having this conversation. We've been planning it for a while. Um, and perhaps to say that this conversation is a result of a conversation I had with Utandile. Oh, wow. So, yes, but we'll get to that. So we usually start off with our intentions. So what do we want to get out of this conversation and just kind of zone in? Um, and I think for me, it's to demystify, I keep using this word, but to demystify our relationship with dreams and to be very conscious. When I walk out of here, I want to become more conscious about my relationship with my dreams mm -hmm. and perhaps to give people a sense of something they can hold on to in terms of how we can do that. Because sometimes we kind of just think it's going to happen by virtue of, I don't know, us sleeping and waking up every day. But there's a practice, I think, that we need to cultivate in order to become better custodians of our dreams. So that's mm -hmm. my hope for this conversation. Millie? Mine are not different at all. They are exactly the same. And um, I, I just want to, I mean, I, I want to use the word midwife, no, but it doesn't work. I just want to help normalize this conversation for anyone in the world who is wondering if dreams mean anything. And I want to say here's a space where we are naming things, where we are naming traditions and practices and there's a lexicon and there's a map and there's a key and there's a you can locate yourself somewhere within that lexicon and that map. Um, obviously speaking from the perspective of being Africans. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to start with the first two questions? Yes. Um, it's so lovely to have you all. Thank you so much for, for gracing us with your presence and for um, willing to being willing to share your stories. Um, I know that dreams are a very sensitive thing and a very personal thing. And I've heard before that you must, it's, it's, it's a, not to really share with anybody. So I think it's a big step that you're taking to talk about why this is important. Um, 
we 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 love to start the, the our conversations with uh, the question. Tell us about your name and what your name means, uh, how you carry it, how you don't carry it. What's your relationship to your name? So, Nzabdala uh, Kuwetandil. Okay, great. Um, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for actually inviting uh, me to um, share. I think it's just such a stunning space that you guys have created and um, absolutely fantastic. So, Ikamalam Ndingutandile. And it means itandile in course. That's where it comes from. Umamawam battled to have kids and she had quite a few miscarriages before she had me. I have an older sister um, and there is a six-year gap between us because of that struggle. And when I was born, three months premature, what umama yo haike itandile in course. And what's your sister's name? My sister's name is Babalwa. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I carry, I carry, I do carry my name. I feel, I do feel like I, itandile ngosi. There's a reason why I'm alive. Itandile ngosi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pacific? <laughs> Pacific, I could say your name all day. Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. Hello. Uh, P. Pacific, I was named uh, after the patron saint of the day. So I was born in a Catholic family, and I was born on St. Pius Day. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Pius, in, it was, it's Pius X. Uh, so he was a saint, and I was born on St. Pius Day. It turned out that uh, there was a coincidence, because my mother knew a lot about this particular saint. And so uh, a priest came to visit the family shortly after I was born, and uh, he said, uh, suggesting to my father that in the olden days they would take a spiritual book to see who the saint of the day is. Mm. And my father said, no, let's do it. And my mother was very excited that it was pious because she knew a lot about pious, who happened to be a... a peace activist during the world wars. He was a pope, so he's known for peace and peace activism. And so they added Pacific, which means peaceful. Hmm. So my name then became P. Pacific. It's a name. Um, And yeah, you mentioned my relationship, (laughs) my name. For a long time, actually, as I was growing up, I didn't like it. Because whenever I got upset or displeased with something, people said, ah, you're not being pacific. And so for a long time, I actually wanted to rebel against the name. I'm like, no, I actually want to scream right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But as I grew up, I began to embrace it because it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I, uh, I want to have peace. Mm. Um, and so having to say this over and over again, my name is Pacific, that which means peaceful, um, is, is a blessing, I think. Mm. Mm. It's an instruction. Mm. 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 Yeah. And um, Umpo, you have been here before, so we do know the history of your name. But for the benefit of our listeners who, who don't know who you are, um, please will you share your beautiful names, mm. what they mean. Mm. Oh, greetings, family. Um, 
so my I'm a healer and after my initiation I became Makanyagute. Mm. Um so Makanyagute is a name that um how do you say this when you realize your true purpose or your true self or when you merge with your purpose uh that emergence then comes with a name um but it it is also connected to who I was in my past life uh because then I'm here to settle scores <laughs> um yeah so um just to tell an inter- interesting story during my my initiation I I learned that I used to Makanyagute was a character that rebelled against um um Ubungoma and being a healer mm. and he didn't want to be a healer and um I was taken into a space where I was shown how I used to help people to run away from initiation mm. so yeah it's interesting then that in this incarnation I actually help people how to go through initiation mm. so I'm here to correct some of the stuff that I did in my past life as a Makanyagute and then I'm I'm still carrying the same name so yeah that's the story behind my name mm. what does it mean Makanyagute means the one that gives off light from a distance. Mm. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, or the one on. that gives off emits light from afar. Mm. I mean, come on. Yeah, no? so yeah. yeah, that's what it means. I knew what it meant, but I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> but interestingly enough, then my surname is Makanya, you know. So I was born in Pomakanya. And then so you see the alignment. Mm. Yeah. So after initiation you become Makanya Guta Makanya. It's a lot but mm. yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So our second question is what is your spiritual practice? Um and yesterday when we were talking to somebody else kind of rephrase that question if spiritual practice doesn't quite sit but what is your spiritual identity? So how do you show up and understand your spiritual spirituality in your daily life? And how did you arrive at it? And how did you arrive at the journey at that? that that got you here? Mm-hmm. Um and and was, this is also lovely to uh, an opportunity to contextualize where you grew up, what mm-hmm. kind of household and home and how that informed how you then practice or live. Mm. So for me, this is um it is such a journey and um it's quite an intimidating question especially now because I feel like um that is changing um I, for the longest time i have identified christian and um and now i am discovering um things <laughs> and um and yeah so i think journey journey unearthing um a new kind of spiritual identity and um it's exciting yeah yeah okay mm. We could get into that journey probably mm-hmm. just a, in a bit. P. So, my uh, spiritual practices started uh, with Christianity. I mean, as I said, I'm named after a saint, mm-hmm. pious in English, and it's P in French. Um, but as I grew up, uh, I was blessed with a lot of happenings in my life that actually. had me question a lot of things about god and spirituality mm. and I, i i lived through the rwandan genocide as a boy i was 13 when it started sure. and then i saw a lot of things and which in my mind of a 13 year old boy you would say no god cannot exist <clears throat> and let these things happen mm. and so since then i was thinking 
if God exists, then um, I have to experience that. Because everywhere we hear about God, mm. it's good things. And I had seen senseless killings, really, for in, in, with an intensity I couldn't describe. And I thought, there's no God in that. Uh, it was much later that I started to discover that um, there is... The spirit is in everything and in every happening, including those things I didn't like. Uh, and this didn't come suddenly. It was a journey that uh, since about 15 years ago, I embarked on to really discover. First, it scared me because I needed to revisit some of those memories. And then it started appearing to me as real. Um, and so my spiritual practice uh, if I can jump to that, is more about uh, embracing everything, including those things that I don't like. And that takes effort. And, and so when I'm meditating or when I'm praying mm. or whatever the context is, it is to say there is something for me in that too, whatever it is. Mm. Um, and the latest... Uh, what I see now as a reality is we always say we have a body and in the body there is a spirit. But actually, and I heard, I was watching a video recently and somebody said, no, what if our body was in the spirit? And certainly for me, I'd identify with that if I take it that it's not my spirit, but it is the spirit. Hmm. everything around me communicates to me, including things I don't really like. Mm. Uh, but I've discovered massive blessings in the darkest of events. Mm. And uh, um, it's something I would surely talk about for a long time. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Paul, we've had this conversation before. I don't know if yeah. you want to add anything or... Um, and reflect on. I don't know. I could. I could add if you said I. I, I should, but for me, it's it's honoring the divine. You know, it's mm. honoring the male principle, the female principle, mm. um, and also the agents that the Creator has has given us to to work with. Because then the Creator is working with those agents. You mm. know, um, you get angels that. Are messengers of God, and then you get elementals, you know, custodians of the fire, of the air, of the water, of of the earth. Um, all those are, are agents that the, the Creator uses to express the intelligence of the Creator, and and so I I I do I do that. I I work with all these elements. Um, still learning to work with some um, ancestors as well. Um, what we call ascended masters or sages as well. I try to, to learn from them as well. Um, so basically that's how I do spirituality. I, I open up myself to learn. Mm, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. What is the African worldview on dreams and dreaming? Why have our people valued this area of human life so much? We continue to unpack the mystical nature of Amapupa, dreams. Kind of get into the conversation, the next part of our conversation. Um, as I said earlier, this conversation was inspired by a conversation I had with Otandile, 
and I'm going to break a WhatsApp code. So I get a message from her. <laughs> she says, I have an Amoya story. And it's like the dancing lady in the red dress. <laughs> and then she says, I'd love to share. And I'm like, would love to hear it. <laughs> so then she voice notes me. <laughs> Being exposed. Oh, Mom Dolo. Uh, and so she shared her story, and I was hoping you could just share that with us just to oh, get us wow. into our conversation. Yeah, sure. So, um, so my dad passed away 2017, and um, <laughs> and so we were supposed to have umsebins, and we grew up um, not doing imisebins. So um, we're a family of four. Um, so my sister and I are the only ones left because my mom passed away in 2006. So the family tells us, I came because I So you have to, you know, you can't not do it. And immediately, you know, um, ordinarily, irresponsible would be um, averse um, to doing this because this is not how we grew up. As we wouldn't know where to start. So um, we agree, and um, because we like uh, nothing could be hurt. So we decide, yeah, no, let's do it. And so that was 2017. Then um, various things happen in the family and it can't happen. Then about three months ago, um, I have a dream. Um, it's like we're, I'm in the car with him and I'm driving and he tells me, I'm perfect. But he hasn't shot and Jenny isn't doing his bound, you know, for money boots, jacket, you know, I'd be fine. A week before, Utabawawetu tells my sister that, guys, please, we need to set the date for Lomsebenzi as a matter of urgency because Utata Angavela, or anyone in the family or something. Now, this is something I didn't know. So I'm excited thinking um, my dad is affirming the fact that he's he's good and he's he's well. I tell my sister and she's like, a week before Dabawa told me this and this is what it actually means. And um, I just want to go back to um, what Umpo was saying around around um, the the spiritual practice or his spiritual practice or um, yeah. I just found it so beautiful um, when he said it's honoring the divine because that's what it felt like when I didn't know or I, I had no idea what a dream like this means and there is a divine explanation of it. So it felt beautiful to, we did Umsebenzi on the weekend of um, the 18th and um, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was, felt like a divine experience um yeah i mean i had goosebumps when atambele first told me about this i was like we absolutely have to this is amazing can yeah. can you can you tell us a little bit about what umsebenzi entailed mm. what happened okay so um we had to basically ingomo ingomo that's eaten in one day 
Um, and just even the process of it. Um, so because obviously my sister and I, we don't know um, what to do. And so we had who helped us quite a bit. But um, just if, even in getting in Gom, you know, my sister and I were quite transactional about it. You know, mm-hmm. and he's like, wait, you man, <laughs> just wait, you know. We're like, we just want so no budget, you know, we want to be able to get everything. He's like, no, you man, I'm like, I'll guide you through this. And he explained to us that um, they go to whoever is Otengisinkomo, Elalin. And they pick Ngomo that speaks to them mm. to do that specific msebenz. So it has to look a certain way and um, it, has to, it has to talk to them, you know, who are going to, um, to, to get Ngomo. So they went and they picked it and then they told us, okay, so Ngomo we've got and it's so much and... Um, and yeah, so we we got the ngoma on the on the Friday, then on the Saturday morning, yom sebens, iyathelwa ngoma. Actually, first kuyathelwa uh, kuyathelwa mm. a plant um, because sikona nat um, because ngoma lena yenzwa yoyoku yokaza utata ukba u on the other side. Um, u u ancestor. So basically, u si am introducing mm. right? So um, siya we siya eplanti. Tato mungu wasaza, banaba bando anabagatemba, makuluma, bazo menzela umsebenzi wogumkapa, and um. Ancestors, but accept umsebenzi lona swenzayo, and um, yeah, and um, yeah, it was, it was, um, there's a, there's a joke about he, um, it's a, it's a, it's a one day tournament because the, <laughs> the ngomo must be eaten, you know, throughout the day, and then there's a basic meal as well for Rabandu Baselalini you know, um, that goes with it. But, um, so yeah. that's, I take it in coma, it's a cow. It's a cow, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so when, when you told me that story, for me, I mean, we've never really had this conversation about yeah. our dreams and whatnot, so, but for me it was just an opening about the fact that you could share that, but that it had started with a dream and that that's not something that we take for granted. Mm. Um, and so the, really that was the conversation about how do we share in a safe space, I guess, about our experiences and what we do with dreams like that and how do we hold them and become custodians. And I love your story because it had so many implications for so many other people um, and everyone in the in the home kind of verified and rallied around it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to share a dream of yours because we've also had conversations about the significance of the dreams and you told me about Mum Jali who was the person who helped you kind of coach you through that experience in a, in a sense and kind of make you more aware of it. Yeah, I think it fits to pay her tribute, Sikose mm-hmm. S.J. Jali, um, because it took her quite a long time to convince me. Um, but 
it wasn't like she was com- uh, convincing, uh, forcing me to. She was just inviting me to consider mm-hmm. the possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start with, when we met, the first time we met, I rejoiced, Nongo did introduce me to her. She looked at me and she said, Bandla, I saw you. I said, where? She said, in a dream. Uh, so then she said, do you have a grandmother? I said, no, I don't have a grandmother. She said, yes, you do. Because I saw my grandson in a, in a dream. So I'm your grandmother. Hmm. And so we developed a friendship ever since. And uh, um, she came to share with me about the importance of dreams uh, that uh, guides, our guides do um, strongly speak to us and that mm. we should listen. And one of the ways they do it is through dreams. And she, um, she said in, that in her old age, she's no longer having that many dreams. Mm. Um, and she had this book. I can't remember what the book is called, unfortunately, which she referred to with the different elements of the dream and you could read what, what they were about. But the one thing that she <clears throat> encouraged me to do is to remember my dream and then observe what happens in my life. And I did that for um, a few years and I discovered that I have dreams of contrary. So uh, when I dream about happy things, that usually means that there is some trouble coming. Sure. And when I dream about um, trouble and the, the, the significance is that something good is going to happen and it doesn't only apply to me whoever is involved in my dream uh, if there is pain involved that means there will be a proportionate amount of happiness in whatever is happening to them in real life and for a while I have about six six things I dream about and I'm very sure what it is um, six elements, mm. and and one of them is a crash, like a car crash or a plane crash. Uh, to give you an idea, the second time I was invited to meet Nelson Mandela at the luncheon, they, you you know they they didn't tell us; they only tell, told you like a few days before. We're booking your flight, by the way. You are going to meet, have lunch with Nelson Mandela. When, when is this? Sorry, this is in 2006 now. And you are how old? I'm 26. And the, the night before, I dreamt of a plane crash. A, 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 and I woke up and I was thinking, okay, if, if dreams are indeed dreams of contrary, this means I'm going to receive very good news today. And then I got a call that we were going to have the lunch on. Um, then, just fast forward a few, there's one particular incident that happened to my friend. And this is actually something that showed me that I'm not, in some ways, uh, especially when dreams are not applicable to me, or, or it's someone involved, I'm only a vessel. Because mm. this one, I dreamt on Monday, I woke up, I wrote it in my journal, wondering what it meant. 
And this was my friend getting hurt, seriously, mm. seriously hurt. But when I wrote it, I knew that it's something great that's going to happen to him. And I didn't know how to tell him. So that morning I decided I wasn't, I wasn't going to tell him. Because how do you tell somebody, I saw you in a dream being stabbed and being hurt, but something is going to happen that's great. Um, on Wednesday evening, we had a meeting that, that we shared with other young people. And I had forgotten about the dream. He shared with us what happened to him that day. Uh, he was about to be expelled from university because he was owing a lot of money. Mm. And the uh, vice, uh, the deputy registrar, I think, decided, no, 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 I'm going to do something, wait. And then sent him home to bring his mother. And his mother came, arrived at the same time as an elderly lady who then said, he's in fifth year of medical school, said, uh, how much do you owe? And how much will you be needing next year? And signed a check to cover everything. Hmm. And, and my friend is sharing with us, saying, I'm so grateful. Nothing like this would ever happen to me uh, in my dreams. It didn't hmm. click then. It didn't click. We celebrated. We were very happy. The following day, I woke up to write down my dream of Wednesday. And there was my dream of Monday. And it was exactly so-and-so being seriously hurt. And I said, wow, do I now tell him? No, now you can't go back and say, oh, by the way, whatever you told us last night, I dreamt about it. So to this day, I have it that dreams are powerful because they actually communicate something. Mm. I don't get that a lot because I forget my dreams as soon as I wake up. Those that I remember, mm. those that I remember are those that usually mean something. So when I remember my dream, I know that there's something in it for mm. me. So thank you, Siko says, Jim Jali. It's, it's amazing. Sorry, is she still alive? Mm. No, she passed away. She, she, she passed away in December. Yes. Yeah, so, so can you tell us a little bit more about that relationship? Mm. Who is she? Mm. How did you meet her? And and how how did she come to say you are her grandchild? Yeah. So, I first I met Marie Joyce Nongo as uh, part of the scholarships, uh, the Mandela Rhodes Scholarships uh, program, because she uh, was the scholarships manager. And I'm, I'm in exile, so I didn't have a lot of... I was at, in KZN at the universities. I didn't have a lot of uh, friends to share Christmas with uh, because everybody goes on holiday. So usually what happened with me is that when the university closed, I would apply for a, a, a permission to stay in Rez because I didn't have anywhere to go. So I would stay in Rez uh, during holidays. And then Rejoice said, no, 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 no. This time you're not going to have Christmas by yourself. And I have a great friend who would love to meet you. I spoke to her about you and she'd love to meet you. And we are going to have lunch there. And um, Makulu, then we call her Makulu. Makulu cooked an elaborate meal 
for a special occasion. That's what she called it. And so when she opened the door in Pinetown, she lived in Pinetown, she said, yes, I saw you. Your teeth, your smile, everything. And that's when she began to tell me about the dream. And uh, uh, I would go visit her. She would tell me a lot about her grandchildren, um, about her life, about her, her parents, about the days of the struggle. She was a medical doctor uh, during apartheid. She was one of the first medical doctors, uh, female, black, in the country, one of the first. And um, she told me stories of uh, uh, not only in, in her field, but also uh, in the early 90s when they now had to run around getting people registered to vote and get IDs. And she has this amazing struggle story. Um, and her husband also was, uh, uh, was uh, in, in struggle, Mji, that was his surname. And so I, through Makulu, not only did I learn about how to understand dreams, but I learned a great deal about South Africa. Uh, she would tell me the story of how Mandela's mother, who could not read, would um, be in conversation with her mother-in-law, who could read newspapers. And I, I can't remember the exact translation in Osa, but it would be something like, uh, uh, like one is reading, the other is waiting to hear what they're saying and says, Batin. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, right? <laughs> Perfect. right? Perfect. So, what are the white people saying? Yeah, so, so she, she would tell me stories like that, that really put a human mm. face to the struggle. Like the, these are actually human beings who had, you know, and just as, um, uh, as I was moving to Johannesburg, she, she made me a nice... Uh, uh, she gave me a photo album and the first page is like a, how you make a scrapbook mm. and it's a photo of her and and uh, um, Mandela sitting together uh, after uh, uh, the death of, of, of her husband. Yes, Mandela went to visit her and they have this beautiful happy photo together and she put it in that photo album that she, she gave to me as a gift mm. together with, uh, with her photo, beautiful mm. photo. So she was quite a big part of my life eh, in South Africa. Mm. Um, uh, but the other thing I want to add is uh, the the dreams, the six elements. Uh, I'm sure I could discover more if I put, you know, I mean, they include snakes, money, human excrement, for example. Like I know when I dream about that, I know what it's going to mean. Uh, crash. Um, pain, wedding, funeral. Um, it it turns out that there is just a strong spiritual connection because my mother, one day my mother called me and said, um, there is something happening at work and I'm just sensing it. Now, I, I never discuss my work with my mother. It turned out 
that about two days before I had been dreaming about snakes. And what snakes represented were people who wished ill of me in my environment. And my mother sensed that and she wanted to talk about it on, on, the, on the call. I said, I don't actually know what this is, but I dreamt about snakes and so I know there is something that is happening. And it turned out actually that there was uh, eventually my manager at work did reveal some disturbing things to me about people who really wished ill of me and mm. you know. So so I, I I extend this it's it's a it's a it's an amazing spiritual thing because my mother is is uh, in Rwanda, which mm. is <laughs> so far, far away. Um yeah, so it's a it's an incredible gift that we have as human beings to to be able to dream and I can only thank God for mm. for a makulu in my life. Mm. Yeah, I, I just want to uh, perhaps return to your experience, Tandile. And say that um, when we began to speak about this this uh, episode on dreams, I suddenly remembered that my father did a PhD in 2001, which was called Isitlonipo Amongst Amaklosa, mm. where he looked at the 13 different groups, Amaklosa, Amapak, Amaklasibe, Amamfengu, etc., etc., and how we Tlonipa at home, in public, the different rites of passage that each each person has to go through from childhood all the way until death, and then there's a part in which he talks about dreams mm. and what and and what ancestors are, and they mean emakoseni, and and how they use dreams to speak to the people who are still alive. So when you when you hear one word, like when you were telling your story, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like pretty much verbatim. So I just <laughs> want to read quotes. He quotes a passage here from. Somebody named West, um, who says, Far more significant in religious activity was the role of the shades of ancestors. They concerned themselves with the fate of their descendants and were believed to help or harm them according to their behavior. Mm. Ancestors communicated with their descendants in most cases through dreams and could give instructions, express displeasure, and so on. Mm. They had the power only over their own children, whom they could punish with sickness or misfortune if they were displeased or good fortune if they were satisfied. When ancestors appear in dreams, as West pr proposes, they either make signs to indicate that they want or they express their wishes, wishes in words such as Diagodola, I am feeling cold, or Why do you keep me here for such a long time? In both cases, the implication is that ancestors want to be returned home through the Ugubuyiswa ritual, or at least something should be done by way of slaughtering an animal or brewing some traditional beer on their behalf. <laughs> So, I mean, for me, this has been such um, a challenge, though. So I hear people kind of owning their identity as I'm a dreamer, and they're very aware of that. And perhaps this is to kind of make the, the kind of the practical stuff is I'm feeling like my dreams are being snatched. <laughs> I feel like by the time I wake up, even on the days where I'm very conscious, I wake up, I go meditate, I go to my altar, 
I know in the moment when I'm having the dream, I'm like, this feels significant. Mm. But the minute I wake up, I eco. And there, um, there I have been, I've been trying to like journal as soon as I wake up or when I do remember. So I'll remember someone's face. Mm. Or I'll remember someone, an event, or I'll remember where we were. But I can't actually piece the story together. Or perhaps in Ngondam is just so busy. I'll have like, it will feel like a whole lot of events that even it was as if I wasn't even sleeping. So that's where I'm at with my dreams. And so I wanted to bring that into this conversation to say, like, this is an experience. And I'm coming from a place where I wasn't very aware of my dreams. And now this is happening. So, you know, what do you do with that kind of experience? How do we, how do we care more for ourselves in order for us to be able to notice mm. maybe there are elements i just haven't noticed like you you know your mm. your elements and that's such a gift mm. so yeah perhaps Paul, if you've got anything to add but just to say like the the it's, it's starting to worry me in terms of where i'm at right now but i mean hearing your two stories is also encouraging me so i'm not in despair but i just wanted to bring that here to say and perhaps that's an experience a lot of people are having and i guess on the other end is people who fear their dreams mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which is the experience of having those recurring dreams and people find a way to quash them mm-hmm. i have a relative who takes sleeping pills and drinks before they mm-hmm. go to bed because mm-hmm. of this thing because of running away from the dreams mm-hmm. they're so hectic mm-hmm. and recurring sure. mm-hmm. so they were like Mm. How I actually end up going to sleep is taking sleeping pills and having a few glasses of something. Mm. Mm. Sure. So when I was still in church, we would have a conference called a synod. And at the synod, this is where people who would like to become ministers um, share their calling and they narrate how God called them to become ministers. So... There's this one particular lady whose narrative I I don't think I'll ever forget. And so she stood up and she was quite old. She must have been in her 50s. And she she was telling the Senate how a group of angels came and told her that she has a gift. And she saw Aban Bokwabo telling her that this is, you know, in our lineage, this is, you know, what we do. And, and, and people were looking at her funny in, in the Senate. And I remember one particular minister said, okay, we hear that, but now you must bring it down to us. You know, um, what do you mean? Um, and then they they took the approach of logic and intellectual mm. to make it mm. more celebral, if I may put it that way, to say, okay, we do hear the quote-unquote mystical side of, of your calling, but we want to hear the rationale. Um, mm. And it was at that instant that I saw how establishment um, shuts off some of our aspects as humans. Mm. And I can tell you that in, in that instant, most people began shutting off their that aspect of themselves as dreamers because authority says dream doesn't matter or mm. dream. So in response to your context Mm. Um, just like navigating Pretoria or navigating your house knowing subconsciously that if you turn right then there's a kitchen if you Mm. turn left then you'll probably find your pet sitting there chewing on your shoe 
um, the dream world is is as such. Mm. Um, you enter into the dream world in awareness of what you're going to expect or how it's most likely to turn out. Um, brother here speaks of elements that he can mention. Um, so when he goes into a dream state, already he has an expectation of what might come up. And in my experience, I found intention very important when it comes to dreams. Mm. You have to be intentional that I'm going to remember what I'm about to go through. And it also helps to also understand what dreams are and what dreams are not, what mm. type of dreams mm-hmm. you get, because dreams differ, you know. You get yeah, what dreams. are dreams, though? Yeah. What, so, are they and what are they not? So dreams, are, it's one, it's your subconscious. Um, playing back what you've been asking, that's one type of dream mm. where you've been worried about something or something bothers you or you've just been too excited about something and it goes into your subconscious and when you sleep and then you, the subconscious then replays it to say this is where you are or this is how you've been feeling or this is what you're afraid of. So what you suppress, what you avoid, you're mm. going to come across it in your dream state. Mm. That's one. Two, then there's what you call prophetic dreams. Um, prophetic dreams are about uh, basically broadcasting the future, what's going to happen in the future. And then there's psychic dreams. Psychic dreams is what uh, brother was mainly talking about. Mm. Someone sending you a message. Mm. I'm sitting at home thinking about you. There's something I want to say to you, but for some reason I'm distracted or maybe you're my ex and I miss you and I'm afraid to say. And I keep saying to myself, oh, I miss you, I miss you. (laughs) And just because of that connection and then you pick it up and then you dream of me. And then there's there's what is called divine-inspired dreams, where ancestors, elementals, God, angels, um, see you and want to tell you something, or they want to give you a message, or you're looking for guidance. Um, it's also worth mentioning that the gap between us and the spirit world, it's very thin. Mm. It's very thin. Mm. So most people imagine, Uguzi, heaven is somewhere out there mm. and it's very far. Mm. But believe me, the gods literally see every single thing that we get up to. Mm. So when you start worrying about one thing, I mean, an interesting experience I had coming over here um, and I'm looking at my GPS and I hear someone says, just switch off the thing and I'll show you how to get to KFM. Mm. And I started laughing because I, I, I have a teddy bear in my car. So I started laughing with a teddy bear. I called the teddy bear Kesla. I'm cool. And I started laughing with him. I'm like, okay, someone is going to help us get there. And then pure intuition you know and i drove and i got you mm. so that's how close we are with mm. with, with that with the spirit world so be intentional about your dreams mm. um like before you go to sleep before you go to sleep um so, so, so i'm hearing you say <laughs> stated that i will mm. remember my dream absolutely mm. uh, i must add something well i remember it yeah. um one thing that got my attention f- uh after Makulu kept saying, pay attention. Hmm. She kept saying, you have very strong guides. Mm. Mm. Listen to them. (coughs) And she mentioned it so many times Mm. uh, because she said, I don't have many dreams anymore in my old age, Mm. but the one thing I have been convicted about is about your guides. Mm. They are very strong. And to honor her, but also not to miss out on something, because <laughs> it sounded like I might miss out on something, I started recording, and it turned out that there was a lot of discoveries to, mm. to, to make. Absolutely. So 
um, I, 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 I just want to concur with the mm. guides mm. part of it mm. because mm. there are guides, whatever people want to call them. Mm. Um, I just will always call them guides because that's mm. the inheritance I got mm. uh, from Akulu. Uh, but they are there and they speak to us. Mm. Yeah. Do you know why she, she said that she doesn't dream a lot anymore? No, she attributed it to her old age. Mm-hmm. You know, one day she told me, I know I'm checking out. Wow. Sure. Wow. So, <laughs> so she, she was very, very powerful mm-hmm. in, 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 in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point I actually thought, is she passing something mm-hmm. to me? But she's never said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but her consistency even when i moved to johannesburg we would have these phone calls mm. and she would say <coughs> what did your guides say sure. mm. <laughs> it's because the yeah. older you yeah. get the fewer questions you have mm. so that's why old people don't dream a lot mm. really yeah, they don't have oh, so the dreams are actually information wow. fields yeah. the more questions you have the more worries you have the more wow. dreams you have Right. Wow. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does because I've sometimes it's feel so bad about. Yeah, it, it's there's ebbs and flows. Sometimes yeah. I dream and other times I'm yeah. like, hey, go yeah. empty. Yeah. And so I, I've bought these crystals <laughs> that I sleep with under my pillow. I forget yeah. what they're called, but I bought them from the House of Isis, and yeah. they're supposed to activate your dream state. Mm. Yeah. And what what does it? Are your dreams affected by, for instance, things that you consume, like all the media that you consume? In terms of like Definitely. watching mm. reality TV shows mm. and Definitely. Game of Thrones oh. and all these things that we watch, binge watch before we go to sleep. I think for me that that I knew about ish. This is dangerous because then I started to dream about Game of Thrones and all the characters. <laughs> I was like, what are these people doing in my dream <laughs> show? What does this mean? Um, and how is it? How is it like messing up with that frequency mm. of of the information I'm supposed mm. to be getting? Mm. Mm. I think, yeah, no, I wanted to go back to the question you were asking about um, your dreams being snatched. Um, I mean, I come from a family of dreamers, you know, um, all the women in our family, we dream. And so it's always an it's an always a conversation of hey don't be you won't prepare you know, it's always it's always here. So I think just to just to add and to agree with what Umpo um, as well is saying that you have to be intentional. It's a it's 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 it has to be part of the conversation, your awareness, being intentional about it as well. <laughs> So, oh, sorry. I was just saying that if you're dating her, then you can't have a side chick. Because she'll dream about it. Interesting. Well, interesting enough, mm. there is something that happens with me that I still don't have, mm. uh, 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 cannot interpret. When I have uh, naps during the day mm. or late morning when mm. I want to sleep in, the dreams that I have, I remember them. But they are never the dreams that contain the elements that I was speaking mm. about. But also, I know without fail that if I sleep during the day, doesn't matter how long my 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 um, nap is, I'm going to have a dream. Mm. And and so sometimes I indulge just to mm. dream, and I do I do dream. Yeah. 
But those short dreams in in the naps, they have never been significant. Mm. Um, so I, I want to explore a little more and see what those dreams are about. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Mm. and 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Mm. So those are the power hours. Mm. If you want to make the most of your dreams, you you nap during the, those times. Oh. Um, so whatever question that you have, mm. you you ask the question 3 a.m., 4 p.m., wow. and then you go to bed. Or oh, 3 a.m. Or oh, 3 a.m., yeah. Um, wow. That's okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's like the peak hour of your dream state. Yeah. Frequencies uh, write are a high. question. Okay, you just what added the... something, so I'm going to notice yeah. that. Well, yeah. You write a question down. Yeah. <laughs> so you write a question down, put it under your pillow, <laughs> and you sleep. Sometimes you ask yourself one question over and over and over. I have a client who... Okay, maybe that's a better example, because it's still fresh. Um, but I, I say that to my clients, you know. Um, my client would say, should I quit this job or not? And I say, ask yourself that question mm. before you go to bed a hundred times until you pass out. And then you're going to get your answer in your mm. dream state, you know, because mm. your soul knows, mm. your soul has got mm. your map, basically. Mm. So that's how it's able to guide you. You're listening to Umoya on African spirituality. We continue our conversation about our dreams. I want you to just speak to something I saw you post about a while ago, um, this idea of unlocking dreams. Mm. And I don't know how much of that you can say because I know some information is classified. It was a while ago, but this year. Um, and I mean, you made it very short. And that's, I mean, I should have DM'd you and be like, what's that about? Like immediately. But it's like, what are those tidbits that you always do on Facebook and you're very cryptic about it? So I thought mm. I'm going to put you on the spot. Unlocking dreams. Unlock, yeah. So you kind of had a, like a list of things and it was about this kind of time thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, I don't remember. But anyway, um, it has got to do with what Emilia was saying. Oguti, the stuff that we consume, the mm. stuff that we listen to, the stuff that we... You must remember that um, there are forces that rely on your ignorance. Mm in order for them to thrive. Mm. So learn to see the pattern and Kasiagalendo a coincidence. We we are far greater than yeah. we are far greater beings than beings who can just exist on coincidence. So the reason why you constantly get news being bombarded in your phone, and if you have a choice if you're gonna turn that off or not. That's not a coincidence, you know. There's, there's. If you are not ignorant, then you are more likely to make better choices about your life. Mm. Now, can you imagine a thousand people making better decisions about mm. their lives and what kind of planet we would have, mm. or what kind of country we would have, for example? So, stuff we consume, what, what you eat, what you watch, what you listen to. Um, obviously then causes you to take a certain cause in your life. Um, um, some people have dreams and they're recalling. Perfect example. I just had a client. Um, she came in and I, and I said to her, today I'm choosing you so that you are my mom. I'm, I'm just falling in love with you. you. You're just my mom. 
And she says, really? Oh, and then she cries. And then she, and the daughter says, no, she actually takes care of a lot of us. There are a lot of children in there. And then from then on, I picked up that you were miscarried in your past life. And upon being born in this lifetime, you have experienced miscarriage. Mm. How many times have you experienced miscarriage? And she said, twice. Mm. And she said, my mom also experienced miscarriage, you see? And so most people then have dreams that are actually reflecting who they used to be in their mm. past life. Wow. You see that? So when you have a dream that is in black and white, for example, that is your subconscious speaking to you about your day-to-day stuff, this crush that you're, that you're afraid to talk to and tell that you like, uh, what you wanted to buy, but discovered that you don't have money and then you ended up eating chocolate instead of the pizza. Dreams in black and white tell you stuff like that. Mm. Once you have a dream in color, that's then a recollection of who you are in your past life or who you used to be in your past life. And so you're in this lifetime to actually finish the story or to settle the score. <coughs> Sorry about that. You're actually in this lifetime to settle the score. So you want to pay attention to symbolism, to color, mm. to taste. And when you, okay, in conclusion, when you, for example, you dream of a snake, how do you feel in the presence of a snake? Because not all snakes are good and not all snakes are bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that for Amakosa, there are totem symbols yeah. that yep. show up in dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, for a lot of people, if you dream of dogs, yeah, that means it's your ancestors. Yeah. If you dream of bees, yeah. that means it's your ancestors. Yeah. For some, Amanda Bangamachola, they dream of snakes, um, and because that's their snake totem. Mm. If your totem is a cat, you'll be or, or, or like a leopard or a tiger or mm. whatever, you'll start dreaming of those things mm. because there's the symbolism that exists of of, of totems that are in the animal world, mm. um, which I, I've always found quite interesting. Mm. Mm. It's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. It, this, uh, I have a question. So I know my, I know what some of my dreams mean, mm. but I'm wondering if it will be the same elements for everybody mm. there's, there's the, mm. you know is it customized mm. to, to particularly mm. you know, because I know what it means when I dream about uh, uh, snakes as I was saying what it means when I dream about human excrement when I dream about crashes and when I dream about death but would that be uh, the same mm. for, for everybody or mm. everyone would have question. their own mm. signals mm. Mm. That's why then I always advise people, you know, when someone says they're going to Google what they dream. <laughs> and I say, but you're going to pick up on other people's symbols. Yeah. For example, when I, I used to dream about dogs a lot. Mm. And I was always being chased by dogs a lot. Mm. And I hated, see, I hated sleeping or having <laughs> dreams because I knew these dogs were. Yeah. So one day I just decided, you know what, I'm going to stop running. And these dogs must come. These dogs, these dogs must do the most. If they are biting, they must bite. And I stopped and these dogs came and they were sniffing and I started tapping the dogs. Mm. And then I realized that the day before I was doing an exercise on how to heal your fears. Mm. So now these dogs were, were, were expressing the fact that I'm running away from something or, you know, but of course in your context, it means something, something else. Mm. So I always say that, um, like, brother is correct to say that mm. not all symbols mean mm. the same mm. to, 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 to everybody. everybody. It's yeah. so important. Um, so last night I had a dream and 
my my teeth were falling out like me too oh yeah. that one the teeth falling out and teeth crashing <laughs> like like when they crash in your mouth and they crumble mm. in your mouth all the time what's that about you know? yeah. and then my teeth were coming out were mm. coming out and I was like yo I call and so yeah if there are any in dream interpreters who knows okay. what I had, a dream. I had a dream that um, my tongue swelled but I was at a speaking engagement oh my goodness I've also had a dream my 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 tongue was actually but in the flick what falling apart like, yeah. yeah yeah but you're speaking in front of people yeah, yeah I've also and then the one. other one was i was in a fight but uh, like the person had wronged me and i was like in fisty cuffs with them hmm. and then all of a sudden i couldn't speak so i had like this very and they happened quite close to each other mm. so i'm very aware of the sense of like mm. and all, a lot of my work revolves around me speaking and sharing ideas i was like in the name of <laughs> everybody <laughs> but that i mean that i remember distinctly even yeah. to this day actually so i mean i've never heard the one with about the teeth oh yeah. my god i, I wonder i wonder uh if if we dream about something about us if dreaming about not being able to speak for example mm. Mm means not that you will not be able to speak but mm. there is a there is an in, something that is inhibited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that needs some mm-hmm. to be given some expression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't I, I this leads me to perhaps the question I keep asking myself which is um, what 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 would what if there was something linked to it this is how by the mm. way i discovered these these other elements because mm. i mm. i kept not the mm. pattern you you spoke about a pattern mm. it's really important because the longer you observe it mm. the more you see the recurring yeah. patterns and then you can yeah. say oh so that's what it means but perhaps it's if if it's it doesn't literally mean physically mm. 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 there is you know some yeah. expression mm. i mean i remember uh, growing up i mean my mother would always say you should you should always observe um uvuke uzivanjani afterwards you know um uvuke 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 uvendoni xa uvukayo um buso yika buso you know going back to the is other 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 symbols or, or elements the same for everyone so for me um I, like you were making the example of leyezinja mm-hmm. for the longest time i've always thought if ever lekwazizinja mm-hmm. or you know anything around izinja it's got to mm-hmm. do with ancestors and sometimes it doesn't feel all that significant mm-hmm. or um you know and Yeah so I think there's just that observation of how does this leave me feeling mm. you know does it leave me wanting to ask more questions um is it a good feeling is it a bad feeling like you know just awareness mm. just being mm. aware mm. Mm. Because dreams, you know, they they, they make you feel do, yeah. mm. Mm. So, so then if we were to if we were to kind of put not boundaries but just like draw some lines and circles around this conversation would you say impo that there's an art to waking up and what is that art of 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 waking up so that you 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 get the most out of this feeling with teta utandile bandivukeze ndizivanjani because i mean we go to sleep with youtube videos and movies on and then you wake mm. up with the alarm and you check your phone and da 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 da, da. So a lot of stuff is mm. is naturally getting absorbed mm. into that. Mm. So what what if if we have an opportunity to def- to define the art of waking up what mm. would we say that that looks like? Mm. Mm. Hey Millie, you know yesterday I recorded a video. 
It's just, I'm not brave, Mina, to post myself on social media talking. But I record these things anyway. So yesterday, I recorded a video, and I was saying to people that most people go to bed unawares, mm. fall asleep unawares, mm. and wake up unawares. Mm. And people saying that I'm not a morning person. Mm. Most souls don't know what they're doing tomorrow. You know, here you are, you're a soul in the person that is, you know, that you are, just takes you to bed, boom, and you doze off. And then next thing, boom, alarm, you wake up, mm. and then you expect to have a good day. Mm. So I say to people, it's, it's good to tell your soul what we did today and mm. what we're going to do tomorrow mm. so that your soul knows how to behave while you're sleeping. Mm. So that in the morning, when you wake up, your soul is not surprised that we have to wake up now. Mm. Mm. Okay? So I know that saying it sounds a bit uh, tedious and too technical and whatever. But if you can learn to say the last 30 minutes of, you know, before bedtime, mm. you turn off your phone, don't drink coffee, mm. don't eat your sweets and fill your mm. belly with food. Mm. Um, no light, Artifi artificial light, your lights, your cell phone, your TV, your laptop, your phone. Mm. You avoid that. Mm. And then you get into bed, mm. if you know that you sleep at 10, you get into bed at half nine. Yeah. Then you get into bed, you do, bye babe, uh, see you tomorrow, lol, you do them at quarter past nine. <laughs> um, and then at half past nine, it's just you and your bed. Mm. And then you, you wind down, mm. give thanks for the day. Mm. You listen to your body and you feel, oh, I've got pain there, I've got, mm. and then you think tomorrow, I'm going to do this and that mm. and I give thanks for life and I mm. give thanks for life. If you've got something to ask and then you ask it. Mm. I give thanks for life and then you ask and, mm. then, and then you pass out. Mm. Then you sleep. Mm. And then in the morning before and then when you wake up it's normally violent for most people. It's like, <laughs> but you still chill a bit. Allow mm. yourself to linger and you chill. Mm. You feel the, the warmth of the bed and you feel yourself mm. It takes about 30 minutes, man, or 20, 15 minutes. Mm. And you listen to yourself and you mm. say, okay, I give thanks for today. Then mm. I remember my dream. I dreamt of this. I dreamt of this. And then you get out of bed. All right? And then that's how you, you prepare your soul. Mm. Because most people that we see in taxis and cars and they're grumpy, it's because the soul has not accepted that it has to wake up. Mm. You know? Just a bit getting into astral traveling, the fact that, you know, sometimes you think you're dreaming, but you've just went to other planets, you know, or you, you went to other places. Like she was saying she dreamt of her dad and her dad was saying specifically what she needs. I mean, our ancestors do that a lot. Mm. They send in their requests through, through the dream state. So it's things that you need to remember when you come back into those worlds to say, um, I went there and there and then now I'm back. Mm. Yeah, but, mm. So unfortunately, most people sleep and they angry and mm. or worried or whatever and then tomorrow is the same pattern mm. you know mm. so sunlight moonlight a good uh, source of light that helps enhance um, so when you close mm. if you close your eyes now and I say imagine a car and you, you see the car mm. that projector that l makes your mind be able to see the car mm. um, the light of that projector is empowered by sunlight and uh, moonlight. Mm. So first 20 minutes of Xeni, you look at the sun. Don't worry, you won't go blind. When the sun is still orange though, 
you look at the sun when it's in a trope, you know, and when it's full moon and you look at the moon, the 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 the, the light of the moon is very important for ge- generating your third eye, which is what helps you see in your in your dream state, and then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I say one last thing? Yeah. On you, Google Joss Paper. Okay? J-O-S. J-O-S-S Paper. You Google J-O-S-S Paper um, on eBay. All right? Um, if you can go to your multi-market anywhere in South Africa and ask for shredded money. Uh, I don't have Mr. Naidu's number, but shredded money or imalesigiwe. I think they call it imalesigiwe. When you're on your altar, you need to burn that every single day to your ancestors. Because where our ancestors are, they need medical care, they need accommodation, they need food. Uh, what else do they need? If you've got cool ancestors, some of them like partying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, So they need all these things. If you give your, if you burn ancestor money or joss paper or imaleshisiwe to your ancestors regularly... Then they are able to take care of their financial needs where they are. And then once their financial needs are sorted, then they send the money back to you. And that's how you improve your financial situations. (laughs) Are you an FSP credited (laughs) 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 Financial services. (laughs) They're going to come for you. Um, I mean, that's... Thank you. Yeah, you've shared that before. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Any last words? Yeah, I think yeah, I think for me it's just um dreams are a gift, you know, and um yeah, we need to honor them by making sure we get sufficient rest and um and honoring that process of entering into the possibility of the dream. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm. I would say we are definitely not alone. Mm. Um and uh uh, I would hope that Makulu uh, uh, is now one of my guides. Oh, there's, there's a word that she used to say whenever I was I was telling her my dreams. She would say, "Oh, Bandla," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so now every time when I wake up and there's a dream I remember, <laughs> I say, "Oh, oh. Bandla," <laughs> <laughs> because you know, and and she immediately comes to mind oh, and. Beautiful. Um, I feel very blessed and mm. for all the reasons why I ended up in South Africa, mm. definitely the one of the best experiences of, of, of uh, life was to have a relationship with Ma. Mm. Mm. Yeah. She's asking for water, so you must hook up with water. Ah. Yeah. Mm. How? You will tell me. Yeah, sure. After sure. that. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Can I also say last words? Yes. So what if this was a dream and the dream was actually... The life. Umoya on African Spirituality is a Kaya FM podcast created and produced by Milisu Tando Pongela and Atambile Masola. Our team includes editors Pamandla Yende, KG Shabangu, executive producer Ngabagazi Manzi, and project manager Ritume Tempole. Our theme song is Tuli Mama by Tabang Dabane. 
Get in touch with us on umoya at kayafm.co.za for any questions, comments or queries. Otherwise, follow Kaya FM on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Mama, 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 mama,